Hey again, everybody. It's Posty Posterson here with another Super Deluxe Special Edition episode for you. If you're not familiar with Super Deluxe Special Editions, these are bonus material that we make for patrons as a fun way to say thanks for supporting the podcast. These episodes are a little different than the normal podcast. They include extra sound effects and music alongside Scooter's voice. If you'd rather the regular show, you can skip this one. But if you're up for something a little different, let's hop in. sitting adventure that I had over the holidays. I'm very lucky uh, to have really great neighbors and over the holidays uh, they went away for a little while and they asked if I could take care of their crayfish. Of course I said yes and for a little while I had to go over every day morning and night uh, to feed this family of crayfish in an aquarium. Um, there's two big ones and they just had a whole bunch of tiny little baby ones. So I was doing that and of course their house was nice and quiet other than the sound of this aquarium and I found it pretty relaxing to go over there every morning and every night. Naturally I thought to myself, well I wish Scooter was one of these little baby crayfish so that he could add relaxing story to this relaxing soundscape. And so that's what I have for you tonight. A recreation of a crayfish aquarium with a tiny little scooter telling a story about a different kind of pet. And some relaxing music sprinkled in here and there. I really hope this can help you get some sleep. Thank you for your support, and good night. Everybody, tonight is it's time for a tale uh, that uh, uh, is uh, both real and uh, imagined. And I don't know what to call it. Pillowpet, where have you gone? Oh, Pillowpet, oh, Pillowpet, where have you gone? And it starts uh, not that long ago, believe it or not, the summer of a summer of a year, a recent year that had just gone by. 
the most recent summer, if you're listening. And during that summer, a family went on a trip, and uh, there was uh, parental figures, there was grandparental figures, and there was a child, a very loving child. And she was at a stage in her life uh, where, you know, she was getting going between being a tween and a teen, which is, you know, not easy because technically when you're a teen, you're like, uh, you get depending on what, you could be considered an adult or you're not an adult or you get treated like kind of like in, and you're changing, your responsibilities are changing, all of that. But there is one or two steady things in this child's life. And one of those things was Pillow Pet. Uh, pillow Pet was what you would call a stuffy or stuffed animal. Maybe it could be a corporate brand. But it was also, it just happened to be the name. If you say, well, that's a Pillow Pet, that's what it, that's what it is when you buy it. What's its, its name is Pillow Pet, by the way. And that's what she called this thing. It was Pillow Pet. Uh, and actually, it was important, the name is important, because there was other pillow pets in this kid's life. There was a frog-like pillow pet that was not called pillow pet. And if you had to ask me, if you put me on the spot, you say, Scoots, tell me exactly more about this pillow pet, what it is physically, and break it down for me. And I'd say, okay, I'll try. I could, I could try to do that. So Pillow Pet, I believe, is a toy. And now I think it's a toy like that may have only been purchased at uh, drug stores, but I'm not sure about that. So don't quote me. It could have been more popular than that. And maybe at a time it was popular. And it's a stuffed animal or a stuffed uh, plush toy. And my impression was that it was something that could be folded into a pillow and then unfolded and played with. And that's what the original pillow pets may have been. But this pillow pet that, that I'm speaking of was, uh, I think it could have been folded up into a smaller pillow, but it was the shape of a small flat pillow. About, uh, it was a rectangle, it's rectangular and not square. But if you said like a comparable to a throw pillow, but about three quarters of a throw pillow because it's a rectangle, not a square. And it's a rectangle where the sides are, the length, it's a, it's a rectangle width-wise and not height-wise, so it's wider than it is tall. And its thickness, I would put at about one and a half to two inches from puff to puff, maybe three inches if you're really, at first discovery. And this pillow pet, I would say, was uh, cow style, though it could have been um, a Dalmatian. So, and I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I guess that's my first apology to pillow pet. Where, oh pillow pet, oh pillow pet, where art thou? My first apology is that yeah, it was. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was a cow. So it had a, so it was a rectangle. It was soft, like a, a really nice fur on one side, and then another, like, uh, belly-like fur on the other side. You could use it as a pillow. I, I would need to fold it over as a prop pillow. And then it had a little plush head that also was not intrusive if you were using it as a pillow, and a tail, 
and maybe a couple hands and uh, it was very portable so good for tri taking on trips of all the plush you would take uh, and normally for this uh, for my for this young child uh, there was a, a polar bear which uh, was a polar bear a plush polar bear uh, and there was a Dalmatian of the 101 Dalmatians, uh, name I forget. Those two are still with us, still part of our family. And Pillow Pet, you are too, because, uh, oh, not our family. This is a fictional story. Is this, a, this is actually, no, it's a true story and a fictional story. Well, not fiction. So we made this trip uh, this one summer, and Pillow Pet was coming along for the ride. Now, if you're plush and you're on vacation, you don't get to do everything. So Pillipet was there in the room at the Caribbean Beach Resort uh, in, uh, I think, Trinidad North was the area we were in. Maybe, don't think it was Trinidad South. And the Caribbean Beach Resort is uh, a Disney resort, uh, very bright buildings to be themed after different areas in the Caribbean. And you could say that it is very Disney-esque as far as you say, okay, uh, the, the, whatever, the bright pastel-y type buildings. And there's a lake, a canal type lake, like they have at a lot of places, a lot of walking. None of this would have been important to Pillow Pet, but it is kind of important because you had to walk a lot, which... Uh, Go get your coffee, you had to walk. Uh, go get your soda or your food, you had to walk. Uh, go to a pool, you had to walk. Go to get the bus, or not very often when it wasn't uh, stormy, you could walk and take a skyline or a gondola. But Pillowpet could really only experience this uh, through our eyes and through our recaps. Because uh, Pillowpet's role as a plush is... Uh, a comforter and as a as a pillow, really as a, a snuggable pillow. And one of the big advantages of being a pillow pet. Oh, what's a pillow pet? I guess that's I described it. Uh, it's a pillow. It's a plush. It's a pillow pet. But this one, this particular pillow pet, was also named pillow pet. And it didn't even have a shortened name. It was just pillow pet. Uh, never PP or pillow pet or pet or pillow pillow pet. Uh, Where's my pillow pet? Where's pillow pet? Make room for pillow pet. So pillow pet, uh, with the other plushes and everything that would stuff in my pockets all day long and have to empty out, uh, would be at the hotel room all day long. And uh, pillow pet would also be uh, in bed most of the time. And uh, these particular rooms had full-size beds, uh, which made for quite a uh, comfortable, if uh, if uh, you were sharing a room with more, more like uh, multiple people, you say you had one adult in one full bed, and then an adult uh, who makes a sleep podcast and their kid in another full bed, and pillow pad. It was quite a... It was quite the scene, man. A lot of to tossing, turning, mind-racing trouble. You're tossing, turning, temperature impossible to regulate. Uh, Pillow Pet was there to witness all these things. But we wouldn't be telling you this story, even for a sleep podcast, if that was all there was to it. 
because there was another a couple elements to this thing, one of which is that it was, uh, I don't know what they call it, adjusted housekeeping, which is totally understandable in that particular, this particular resort and Disney resorts, they do try to, even before changes in the world, they tried to get you to do this anyway. And I'm sure they had like a lot of people with a lot of uh, experience in spreadsheets and, you know, very like uh, uh, great educations who said, how much do you think, how much does it cost to clean a room? Like total cost. And what do you think is the least we can offer retail to a guest, even though, and then like, what are our costs to get them to not clean the room every day or not at all? And I don't know when they started doing this. I know that the first time my daughter and I made a father-daughter trip, uh, maybe it was 17 or 18, 2017, 2018, they said, hey, we'll pay, we'll give you whatever, five bucks a night or 10, maybe it was even 10 bucks a night, or maybe it was just 50 bucks total. Uh, to not clean your room at all. You could get towels, but we're not going to clean your room. We're going to look in there, but uh, we're not going to clean anything, or we'll only clean it once every four days. Or I, don't, I don't know what the arrangement was. And I believe that uh, one time I said yes, and then after that I said no, because, uh, uh, like I said, well, probably better off having it cleaned every once in a while. And this particular trip, it happened to be some other kind of modified where once every three days or every other day they would change the the bedding and once or maybe or once every three days or they would clean your room or something like that it wasn't ever spelled out or if it was I wasn't listening but so we did get used to uh, which is totally like uh, legitimate and well if it was another hotel i'd say it's totally legitimate uh but uh with this particular company i feel like uh they're stretching things a little too far but anyway not important because uh what's important is that pillow pack got used to just being left in the sheets and if you share a bed with old scoots uh one you're going to need multiple blankets while he has a sheet because he wants the room to be cold and he's probably going to want his own top sheet, and that's all he's going to sleep with. Uh, so your bedding gets, and he does a lot of tossing and turning. So you're going to be caught up in those sheets and stuff. But still, you are a pillow pet. You do have some weight and stuff. And normally, you would get, you, like if someone came to clean the room, uh, you'd easily be found, you know, discovered as they were separating things. But this was a unique time in history. And everybody was under a little bit of extra distraction or new to their position or they had to do more was being asked of them than probably by giant corporations. So probably was fair. And so this is where the tale of pillow pet starts. So it's like one day their pillow pet was, uh, and I told the story kind of already once, you know, soothe. Uh, because, oh, well, oh, I guess you can fin- fin- finish it from our perspective before I tell Pillipet's side of the story. So I think what happened is he came back, came back to the room, beds were made. And maybe, and I'm sorry about this, Pillipet, if you're listening, I'm not sure your uh, absence was immediately detected. Or if it was, it became, oh, anybody seen Pillipet? No, 
pedal turn up though because the other thing about uh, Scooter and uh, also his uh, daughter and uh, if also sharing a room even if you're sharing the room with another family member that may be more organized Scooter's not uh, and if he's in a hotel room for three days any table surface is going to be covered with receipts podcasting equipment uh, knickknacks and uh, change uh, like uh, and uh, big, big, big chaotic which is also a condition for losing a pillow pet because you say well in all this chaos yeah you're right pillow pet might be under a suitcase or like clothes that are cleaned because Scooter likes to do a lot of laundry doesn't like to bring a lot of clothes so at the time it wasn't that important but then it was checkout time and oh boy during checkout time did we look and we couldn't uh, find old pillow pet uh, and oh boy was that a, a moment uh, where we were, you know, the, the, usually we, like Scooter particularly likes to start to organize his like room uh, a day before checkout or, or start to pack slowly because it's too strenuous. Uh, undoing the chaos, he likes to do it in stages, not the morning of checkout or late at night the night before. Neither one of those he's learned makes him comfortable. So he likes to do it like the morning before the morning of checkout. Maybe say, okay, I'm gonna pack this suitcase up at least, or I'm gonna start to organize this. Maybe even, like, so he re- he, pe- he hits peak chaos right in the middle of a vacation and then tries to re- retract. And other people have their own ways of dealing with it, you know, and and, and so... But just to say that pillow pet was not discovered under the beds, no pillow pet. In the suitcases, no pillow pet. Uh, no pillow pet at all. And so Scooter went down to the main lobby, uh, which was quite a walk that he loved to do, and he said to the people at the lobby, pillow pet is missing, or maybe he called. And they said, okay, well, there's two things you could fill out, two separate forms, one for laundry and one for lost and found. Uh, and we'll automatically email you. Uh, just tell us. So we filled out those forms and said, we're missing a pillow pet. So it goes by the name of pillow pet. And uh, this is what the pillow pet looks like. This is a link to where you could find this pillow pet. And yeah, that's what we're trying to find is our lost pillow pets. But that's not where the well, and and to to kind of say, well, Pillipat was never found. But I, you know, just recently, you know, other things were going on, and someone said, to, "I really miss Pillipat. I might be a teen now. I might be tough uh, on the outside. I might be resilient on the inside. But I still have a heart, and a part of my heart hurts uh, because Pillipat's not in my life anymore." And I said, I understand. Uh, it makes perfect sense. So let's uh, write an ode first to Pillowpad, or just do some, you, you like type, uh, you, you, you're not like an ode, but where you see, you you uh, kind of wail, uh, and you say, Oh, Pillowpad, where are you? Oh, we miss you. You just make some uh, pronouncements, uh, 
and you vocalize your strong feelings. That's one thing we really do, and that really does uh, help you at least to vocalize your strong feelings and wail. Is that what I said? Wail. You really wail. Oh, pillow pet. Oh. But then once you get some wailing in, and then you feel that attachment, you still have, even I, who took pillow pet for granted most of the time, never had a resentment with pillow pet, though. Maybe there was a moment or two in maybe, but I don't recall. But, I mean, if you're with me, there's always a 100% chance there was at least one moment uh, where I said, Juice, Pillipet, uh, you're slowing us down. So I'm sorry about that, too. But I had to think about things from Pillipet's perspective. And I thought about it, and I said, well, there's Pillipet. And, oh, you want to take over? Yeah, so uh, there I was, just a Pillipet, uh had gone into what I, uh, you would call a hibernating mode, both uh, a way for us to extend our lifespan and cope. Because uh, so, you say, don't you feel lonely? I say, no, we go into a hibernation mode. So we don't actually get lonely. We're lonely for a few moments when hibernation turns off before we've connected with our child. But otherwise, we go into a normal hibernation state uh, so I was hibernating. I was in a pile of sheets and a comforter and a, the spare hotel blankets and a spare sheet and a pillow. Now it's comfortable. I was in hibernation mode where I just get, get to a, I just am in a state of a shutdown more or less. And I heard the door open and, and I had been through this before actually, hundreds of times, maybe not hundreds of times, but figuratively at least. And a lovely person came in to change the bedding around. And these particular style hotels or any hotel in a tourist area based with children, a lot of times uh, I get placed on the nightstand with the other plushes. And, you know, we come out of hibernation because I say, this person's really nice. Uh, they're humming a tune. They're making the most of things. And they're just changing the bedding and the towels only because it's a modified schedule. But this particular time, I don't know what it was. Uh, I think it was just that uh, I was caught, really caught up in the sheets. Uh, really a lot of tossing and turning, plus two sets of top sheets because of the scooter temperature situation not that it was anyone's fault it was a conf you know a bunch of events coming together but i got wrapped up and i got tossed in a in a like kind of like a sack at first uh, with the the pillowcases oh maybe it was a pillowcase i was in it must have been i didn't even realize it till now and i was in there with the sheets and the pillowcases uh and then I got tossed into a bin. Now I know it was a turquoise bin with other pillowcases and towels and sheets. Uh, and I went into light hibernation mode there because I said, well, this has never happened before, but I'm sure it'll be turn out just fine. And that's a good thing about hibernation mode. People talk about resiliency. Hibernation mode makes you say, okay, well, I have a way to cope with this. It's outside my comfort zone. Don't know where I'm going. I'll be observing things. 
but uh, my limbic system for use your power lines will be shut down, so I won't be in a mode of uh, worrying about what's going to happen. Another thing you need to know, anticipating what's happening next, is that, you know, I've been washed before in a washing machine. But for a while I sat in this bin, then I felt the bin being pushed by the same person because I could hear their beautiful humming. And I felt them push me somewhere, then I heard them having a conversation with someone else. I heard the sounds of an engine or a motor. And then I heard clink, clank, 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 and I felt... Uh, it's, it's just like a train being assembled on times I've watched television. Watched a lot of television, obviously. I'll come, you know, you leave the TV on. I'll come right out of hibernation mode, even if I'm alone. Really isn't that different a thing. But so, uh, what I was assuming was there was a train of these bins being assembled. And then I felt us moving, and I heard the engine of uh, something I had seen and I would see again, which was uh, like a cart. Uh, maybe they call it a golf cart or a Cushman cart, a utility cart, but we started moving. And I said, well, we're moving. And I, I, I did sh shout around to see if there was any other the plush or stuffed animals that I knew. Princess, uh, the uh, Dalmatian or a polar bear, but no, neither one answered my call. But I said, okay, it's fine. Uh, I know I'm with all the bedding. Bedding doesn't have much to say uh, because if, they could, if bedding could talk, you wouldn't want to know. So that's why bedding doesn't really, particularly hotel bedding, but even general bedding, uh, they, they have nothing to say. Uh, and even if you did say it, they'd say, well, even if it has something to say, it's none of your business. Uh, so... Uh, because there's a very, it's a different relationship, uh, like, uh, betting is right up, you know, it knows everything. If you, if you, I think it feels your dreams, uh, but the thing about betting is it's not, uh, it doesn't have anything to say good or bad. It's, it's there, uh, with you. I guess when humans use the word compassion, betting is, uh, Something like that. It's there through your good times and your bad times, through the times your back sweats uh, because you got a coldy cold and because your back's sweating. Oh boy, is it sweating. Or maybe you're sweating in a dream uh, or something else. Uh, you're dreaming about something good, something bad, your bedding's there with you. And so I was enveloped in the same bedding and I felt the bedding saying, hey, uh, we see you're in a light uh, hibernation mode. So it was feeling that with me. And maybe because I'm made of the same materials, I understood better than humans might that is say, oh, this is here with me. It's experiencing it with me. And that brought me comfort. And the bedding did talk a little bit, said, uh, you know, we're going to the laundry. And I said, well, thanks for letting me know. Uh, and I said, like a washing machine? I said, yeah, but it's an industrial laundry. Did you get separated from your family? Yeah, apparently I did. And uh, um, what's an industrial laundry? Well, it's, it's just a big, like big washing machines. Uh, and uh, the good news is this particular hotel has it on site. I've been, I've been at other hotels. You've got to go to a central location, and then you get distributed. 
but I'm sure that you'll be uh, you'll be separated out when they separate the towels and the sheets and the uh, blankets and the pillowcases, and they'll discover you and you'll be fine. And I said, okay, great, great stuff. Uh, Eventually, we reached our location, and we were, we sat for a while, but not too long, you know, because we were, we need to be cleaned because you can't leave laundry sitting around. Anybody knows that. Uh, and we got, uh, I went into kind of hibernation mode because I didn't want to, uh, it just, it just, I guess it naturally happened. Maybe part of me didn't want to know what was going to happen with the separation. And I said, once I'm separated, I'll click back in when I feel that human touch or nearby. But I felt myself going to the washing machine, and it was much bigger than I expected. Uh, and uh, really warm, nice. I felt totally disinfected. Holy cow. And then I was dried, and I still was not identified uh, somehow. I was dried with a bunch of towels. I don't know, maybe they thought, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I was still caught in a towel. That, that I was hibernated for that. Uh, and then we came out and we were separated to, like, I think where we would be, the towels would be. I don't know if they would get ironed or pressed and folded. But I, I felt myself in a big stack of towels. Uh, and I said, the towels were telling me, about depressing, and they said, well, you're not as thin as us, so you'll definitely get discovered before you get pressed. Uh, but, and I said, well, I'm not really in, into being pressed. I'm a pillow pet. Uh, and they said, well, maybe you could make a move or something. And I said, yeah, that's probably for the best. Uh, if I, so I slowly started to make my way up uh, through the towels, and I was still in another, yet another bin. And I got to the top of the bin, and I said, well, well, uh, then I started, heard people moving around, so I said, I'll just lie at the top of the bin. And then someone came, and they moved to the bin, and then someone came by, and they saw me, and they put me on the top of, like, a, a dryer or something. And it was dusty up there. And I didn't really like that, because I was clean. I didn't like it. Now, the dust was laundry dust, uh, so in some sense, it was clean dust. I, I realized that as I brushed it off me. Because then the lights went out. It must have been the end of the shift. Uh, the laundry, the, the people at the laundry always joke, laundry's always going. Laundry waits for no one. That's some of the jokes I heard. But I, you know, I also, because I'm a pillow pet and not a person, I don't really have a sense of time. And I don't have a sense of regret either. If, if I was like a human, I'd say, well, if I would have just stayed there, maybe somebody would have found me. Maybe they would have filled out the proper reports or checked to see if there was a missing pillow pet. They would have known I was a pillow pet. Or they would have been so invested that they would have looked and then they would have returned me to my family. But I don't have a set of sense of regret uh, because you, like, you can't have one if you're a pillow pet because you're, you're where you are. You always are where you're supposed to be. It's programmed into our, I don't know, our, our sense of being. Because otherwise you'd say, like, let's just say, you know, because I've watched a lot of TV and I've seen a lot now that I've been on my own. You, you see, you, you go home with a kid and you had imagined you were going to be with a different kid. 
And then you say, well, I'm not so sure about this kid. I don't like the way, you know, I, I want to go to a tea party. I don't want to go to, like, a P pillow pet is a Frisbee party. And I want to be used as a pillow and not as a, like, a, in the crook of the kid's arm. You're not where you, you're not where you are. You're somewhere else. Uh, and it's impinging on what you're there to do, which is just to be you, a pillow pet. That's all you got to do is just be you and be there and be present. Uh, and the kid or the adult or the person will take the lead. And sure, there's things like uh, that I would say are not okay. But we're not sin. We're not. We don't have. Uh, you know, we can't just say don't wipe. You know, if you have a runny nose, use a tissue. For the love of all pillow pets in the world, uh, we don't have that option either. Not that I experienced that, uh, but I've seen it now. Now maybe there was something that happened uh, because, like I said, we're not supposed to be able to just walk around. But I, I don't know. Maybe there's something. There must have been something in that clean laundry dust, you know. Because uh, I started to say, well, I'm not, I'm not going to lie here. And I don't know. So if I had a sense of regret, I wouldn't have moved. Uh, but if I, I guess some sort of change had taken place in me where I was uh, changed from being this passive pillow pet to an active pillow pet and I guess I couldn't be I couldn't just lie around and hope uh, that I would end up in the right place anymore and I think part of me is a realist because the people I was with they were kind of realists uh, and they would have said uh, how much time passed uh, how much time was on the vacation and maybe it would have made me feel a little down but it also would have said uh, it's pro the time probably passed. Uh, they definitely looked for you. I could feel that. I could feel their love, uh, but they couldn't find you. They don't even know, they didn't even know that there was on, happened to be an on-site laundry here, and it's not publicly publicly accessible anyway. So, and they called and they got told to just you know, fill out this form at this website, or maybe it got emailed to them. Whatever it was. So I didn't have time. So whatever, I got down off that laundry. Just happened to be those few hours when the laundry was silent. Uh, and I did say to myself a few things that have carried me forward. And I think it was the advice of the laundry. I said, okay, I think I'm going to be a nocturnal pillow pet because uh, from what I know about vacations and stuff, especially this place, it's pretty busy during the day. And so I set out, and what I would learn is that, yeah, it was like uh, the middle of the night. I snuck out of the laundry. Uh, it wasn't hard at all. Uh, there was a door, and uh, I did well. It was hard, it was hard but it, not for me because, I, you know, pers pillow pet, persistence, persistence of pillow pets. Uh, first, I like had to jump off something, jumped on, jumped on the handle of the door, and it opened. Uh, because it was one of those handles with, a, you know, not a round handle. And I exited the laundry. And I found myself in a, you know, a, car, a road with a ton of carts. Uh, and those cars that drive the carts. And I said, okay. 
This is how I came in, uh, and uh, this is how all the laundry moves. And the first thing I did was retrace my steps. Now, I was quite far away because I was on the, the central building where the food is and the check-in. I think they call it Old Port Royale. And so I walked through there, and the good thing about being a pillow pet uh, in Nocturnal is, one, hard to see you. Two, uh, I don't know, I got pretty good at being stealthy, and, and because of my coloring, I just happen to be somewhat, if it's nighttime, somewhat camouflaged. During the day, I would probably look like some sort of cat walking around or a pillow pet, but at night, uh, especially in the bush, I kept to the bushes and, and the stuff. So I went through alongside the food building, Old Port Royale. I could see cobblestones and indoor and outdoor tables. Then I went uh, along a boardwalk uh, and I said, okay, I think, uh, like I, I was to remember listening to all the conversations in the hotel room and even looking at some of the stuff on the tables. Uh, and when they were walking through the day, uh, they were holding me, I was in bed with them. And luckily, they use a lot of this for material for their podcast and stuff. So I said, I got to get to Trinidad North uh, and know that much. Uh, so I did see a map. I said, okay, uh, okay, I think I know how to get there. I think I know how to read a map. Uh, so I headed. To, I, want, I knew I wanted to head to, towards the water and then make a left uh, and so, yeah, I had it started from this cobblestone to this boardwalk, which went around a restaurant. And then I took a left, and there was the water on my right. The moon was on the water there, and I headed on the boardwalk. And then there was a bridge to an island. Uh, now, the bridge was closed. Uh, there was a gate across it. And it said, uh, cast away key open from whatever, dawn till dusk or something like that. I said, okay, well, that's closed. Interesting. So I proceeded to uh, walk a little further. And then I saw the pool. I think the pool had a name. And there was actually, the lights were still on. No one was there. But it, so the pool was calm. It had fake cannons that water was dribbling out of. And it looked like an old, some sort of old type uh, fort or castle. And I'll be honest with you, uh, I said to myself, what would my humans want me to do? Because uh, there's a water slide. I said, go down that water slide. And then I said, uh, I think I can swim. And then I said, well, maybe I should uh, do this later. And then I said, no, pillow pets, you know, let's be in the now, man. So then I saw that they had all these life preservers, and they had one for toddlers. So I grabbed one of those, and I went up the stairs, you know, because it's easy for me to go through the fence to get to the pool. I had to walk around the pool, the far side of the pool, got the preserver, and I said, I know I can't wear this, but I could use it uh, as a boat or a float. Like I'll use it, I'll hold, I'll go on my on my stomach, uh, I'll hold this. Anyway, I'll explain it to you. So I went up the stairs. That took a long time because I had to drag the life preserver behind me or jacket. Uh, 
and it got to the top, and I knew there was no water running in the slide, which was good because I'm soft. So I practiced at the top of the slide. I said, okay, I'll ride down on my back, uh, and then right towards the end, I'll put the, put the um, life jacket down in front of me, and that'll stop my momentum. I'll fall forward onto the life jacket, and then go off, and, and I'll land on my stomach on the life jacket as a boat. And if I hold on, then I should just be able to paddle, and then only my hands will get wet, and I can get out of the pool. And I said, there's multiple places, there's a couple stairways that I could try to get out of the pool, but it had one of those zero-entry things, so worst case, I could paddle all the way to the other end of the pool and get out, uh, probably be pretty tired. And that ended up being the case. Uh, I went down the water slide, and it was so, so fun. Oh, boy. Uh, so fun. Uh, I uh, like It's one of my traditions now. Do it almost every night. So if you do ever see a pillow pet uh, going down a water slide, it might be me, but it might not. You know, maybe there's other pillow pets listening now. Hug your human close. Uh, even if you do adventures like this, you'll miss them. But this time I just did one water slide, but I was tired because I had to go all the way to the other end of the pool where the, the zero entry where you could just walk in. Then I got out of the pool. I did leave the vest in the water because I was so tired. Uh, plus, I wanted to step on it, so again, I didn't get too wet. And I was very, very tired. So what I did was I, went, I exited the pool again. I was on a boardwalk. Uh, and I knew, again, I have to go left, but I have to walk very, very far. But the good thing is about my, one of my humans, the older one... He always is talking about uh, his dream of hiding out in places and living in places. So I had heard him say one night uh, that about halfway between where their room was and Port Royale, where the pool was, there was a bridge. And on either side of the bridge was a lot of uh, bushes and, uh, like, different greenery. And he had said, you know, I wonder if you could, if I could, maybe I'll live there for a few days, uh, down in those bushes. Like, uh, I think he always wanted to be a nocturnal resident of this place. Uh, So now in some sense I was getting to fulfill his dream. And I said, okay, I can make it there. So one step after another. First my steps were squishy, but it was a hot, hot night. Uh, So eventually... Uh, and it was it just happened to be one of those dry, hot nights. This place is notoriously, uh, it gets very, uh, and, uh, and I've learned how to deal with that. Uh, it gets notoriously humid. Because, uh, but spoiler alert, I learned uh, that uh, living outside is not for me because of the humidity. So I do live inside now. And usually I live in a room uh, that no one's in. And I have a couple hiding spots just in case the room got... Was, it didn't seem like it was rented, but it is. Uh, I can get under up underneath the bed, uh, but up is high enough that someone would have to go under the bed and look up to see me. But this particular night, what I did was to go into this bridge that went over the canal lake. Uh, and actually, it was cool because the gondolas were running. They must have been practicing or something, and they made these cool, silent almost sounds of uh and there was a couple different ones and they were all moving 
So I got in these bushes that the, the surrounded the base of this bridge. And I got comfortable there, and uh, I fell asleep just as the sun was coming up. And I, there I went into hibernation. And I stayed there the whole day. Now, it was very warm, uh, and it did start to get humid. But then I got up uh, around 2 in the morning, I'd say, once I stopped hearing anything. And there are still people up moving at that time. But like I said, I'm like more or less invisible. And I got up and I went under the bridge because there was a walking path. Uh, and then went up under the bridge again. And I realized that the human, he had said it was like halfway, but he was totally wrong. Because after you come up under the bridge, there's a path that still goes along the water, right? Uh, and that's where you go from one of the places to Trinidad, north or south, or maybe, I don't know. And then you go along the path and there's some benches. And if you go left, uh, you, the parallel to the road, you go to the parking lots. Uh, but if you keep going, then there's more benches and garbage cans. And I knew the garbage can was my marker, that it was the room closest to the garbage can. Because it, the, the human, he said, uh, what a jackpot. We got a room close to an outside garbage can. So we could throw our garbage outside, like like if you had leftovers or something weird. Uh, he just loved. I don't know. There was something that brought him happiness about that. So he was really happy. And so I kept going. And the first thing I noticed was the lights were out in the room. But I also knew that wasn't a good idea, you know, to uh, bug any humans. The other problem I had though was that. Uh, that uh, like I did, there's not very good coverage there for me to hide, and uh, so I didn't know what to do. It's a bit torn. It was three, four in the morning. The lights were out. I couldn't tell if anybody was in the room or not. If they were there, and I didn't want to be discovered if it wasn't them. And I mean, the realist in me said it's probably been a week, uh, so you're probably not going to find them. But so what I did do is I said, okay, what am I, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? None, none of these bushes here are going to be able to keep me uh, hidden during the day. And I, for, I tried to go in the uh, vent for the uh, air conditioning, but it felt wet and too cold and not a good idea. And I said, okay, well, huh, this is quite a conundrum here. Like, where or where could a pillow pad lay low, but also have a view of the room? And then I remembered, oh, the garbage can. Because the garbage can had a top. Uh, and I said, wait a second, I could probably, like, it had, like, a, like a, a, t a raised top, like a roof. So the rain couldn't get in the garbage can, but that you could throw stuff in. And I said, well, it won't be the most comfortable place uh, for me to go. If I could wedge myself in the top of the garbage can, people would still throw garbage in below me. Nobody's going to look in the top of the garbage can unless someone comes to change it. Maybe even then they wouldn't look in it because it had a door. And I said, uh, maybe that's a good place. And I said, I can still I have a line of sight to the door. And so I lied there. I got it. You know, I eventually got in there. Now, oh boy, not a good idea. Luckily, my system's much different than a mammal's because it was really warm during the day there. 
it did happen to rain a lot of the day, but when the sun was out, I didn't, didn't like it one bit. And I watched that room, and I watched it for two days, I'll be honest with you, because I'm a little bit stubborn, just like my humans. But I didn't see them. You know, the door never opened or closed. I had on light uh, hibernation, so anytime I heard a noise, it came out of hibernation. No one came in and out of that room. Turned out it wasn't rented. And I said to myself, okay, Pillow Pet, uh, this is what it is. This is what it is. Uh, let's, uh, let's go on the water slide and uh, let's be where we are. And I just said, I guess it's time to see, what would they want? They'd want me to be where I am too. How can I love my family the best? Uh, is to start living my new life. Uh, and I also knew, yeah, like the humans, they like, uh, I've seen the, 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 the human that does the podcast like struggle with feeling like, oh, that's too much. Maybe I just need to lie down or I wish I could just lie down and uh, let it all, you know, it's all too much. This is too like, oh, you know, and I said, yeah, I feel a little bit like that too. But what an opportunity. So the first thing I did was go down the water slide. Then I said my human would want me to drink soda. And what could be more human than drinking soda? Now, I had to think exactly like my human would. Because the soda machines, you need some sort of microchip to make them work. Now, they are on even when the place is closed down for the night. Uh... So what I did was I said, okay, so my human, I think he's even, like, uh, said to one of his siblings, don't just throw your cups away when you're leaving. They said, well, we don't need them. So I found a place where uh, a lot of the stuff got thrown away. And I found a lot of those cups, and uh, I, like, uh, eventually it took me a while to break the bottom of the cup open to find that there was a microchip in those cups, uh, and then I actually like found a sewing, long story, but this is like progress. There's like a gift shop, uh, there's a sewing kit in the gift shop. There was actually free giveaway ones. So I got a sewing kit. I opened up one of my paws, uh, put the microchip in my paw, sewed it back up. But first I tested it to make sure it would work. And it was good for like six months or something. So then I get, you know, when I tested it, this is what I do now. Sometimes I like to take an ice bath just for fun. I say, wee, wee, wee. I just press the ice and it comes over me. And a couple times, you know, I've heard people were working. They said, what's that ice noise or whatever? And I've had to hide. But it's pretty high, easy to hide behind the machines. And because I've been so mobile, I've been getting faster and faster and it turns out, like, unlimited soda for a pillow pet is not a great example because I can eat anything I want, more or less. I mean, I eat a lot of uncompleted, unfinished human food. And, I, you know, I can drink sparkling water. But, yeah, now I put my paw down, pick my soda. And, well, I did have to add, like, this, uh, like, uh, thing from, like, uh, that I got from the gift shop that you can use, like, a pet touch pen to one of my fingertips so I could use the touch screen. But yeah, I drink soda. I say, okay, let me try that. A little uh, cherry whatever. 
And then I started going out to the, uh, I explored the Castaway Key. It had a playground. I went on the slides. I actually think I prefer this playground slide uh, towards the end of the night because it, you don't have to worry about water or a, a life vest or whatever. And I did think about like putting the life vest on my inside, but then my outside would still get wet. Uh, and I, you know, I can take a bath at the laundry anytime I want. Uh, I figured out how to do all that. There's actually like a smaller laundry, uh, like the, with regular machines. Uh, and I figured out, ha I hacked that thing. It took me a while to learn that. I had to go on the internet in somebody's office. But I figured out how to do that. Uh, and yeah, I mean, that's that's all that's going on with me for now. And then, and then I'll go into a room. I, I actually go and I check the computer. I say, okay, that room's not going to be rented. It's uh, out of inventory, something they call it. For the most part, that's pretty good. I get in a bed. I get comfortable. I'll be under the covers or I'll sleep under the bed. Uh, but I'm just beginning my adventures, I think. I'm, I'm excited to... Uh, to start be where I am right now, which is getting comfortable because it's just about 7 a.m. and I'm, I'm about to go to sleep. Uh, so I'm getting comfortable here. I'm snuggled in a room and I'm relaxed and I'm thinking of the love my family sends me and I'm sending it to them. And I'm feeling the compassionate holding of my bedding right now as I pillow pet uh, Go off uh, to sleep. Good night.